What is going on? Hey there. Welcome to this edition of Car Smart Friday. I'm not in a car. I'm in a recliner recovering from some plastic surgery. Ooh, it's going to be a juicy one. All right. So I guess you don't need a seatbelt today, but recline your chair, grab a glass of water or something because we're going to go there. All right, let's do it. So first, let me give you the update regarding Bob, because I know everyone always likes to hear that too. Again, I have to thank all of you for giving me such great insight. And the conversations I've been having back and forth with you have been remarkable. Like I just feel so much more well-informed. One really positive turn of events is that we connected with A Place for Mom, which is an organization created by Joan London. And they are just so incredibly knowledgeable. I was able to explain our whole situation and Bob's condition and the complications, you know, with his wife, our family, everything. And also the complications in that Bob is physically further along. I mean, he's physically, he's better than people who are at his level of cognition. So he presents kind of in a really peculiar case. Anyways, we have found a place, Brett and I, that we're really, really pleased with. And I want to mention it because I think I did in last week's episode, but I want to, you know, just again, reiterate that there is this in-between stage for people and there aren't a lot of facilities that can help somebody in the in-between stage, which is a really unique stage like Bob is in. And they have this program called Circle of Friends where they have six hours of cognitive programming where they're like really focused on stimulating them and keeping them busy and keeping them working and keeping them, their brains active. So that's what we've decided to go with. We're going with a place called the Belmont and it's maybe five miles from our house. Brad and I have been back to visit it numerous times. We've also looked at residential locations. We've looked at little homes. We've, you know, considered having people come into our home and all the things. And this is just the best decision for us. And I feel really good about it. I don't know if you can tell, but I do. I feel really good about it because I know it's what we need. It just so many times in the last week, my husband's like, Shalene, I can't do this one more day. I can't. And I really respect that. And that was a promise. If you've been following along, that's a promise we made to each other when we moved him in in January And we're here where it's affecting his health, it's affecting his mental health, his physical health, my mental health, and everyone loves Bob. Everybody loves Bob, but, you know, we can't provide for him six hours of continuous activity. We've tried and we've done, I think, a really great job, and there's no question about that, but there are just days you just can't. And I hate those days because it's just hard. Anyways... I feel very confident. I don't feel guilt at all about this decision. I feel like it's such the right place. I will be there all the time. I'm telling you, I visited several times already and I'm in love with every single resident. Like I love them. They're the cutest people. I just, I know that my life is meant to, my next season in some way, shape or form, the purpose is related to Alzheimer's and dementia because I just have such a heart for these people. So we've gone through all the protocols Bob has been assessed, and he's going to be living at the Belmont. Apparently, there's another gentleman there who is Bob's age, who is a former Heisman Trophy winner. And I think that's kind of neat. I'm just really impressed with everything that they do. Like, I've just, you know, I mean, you guys know, because you've been listening, how involved we are in all of this and trying to 
find the right place for him has been really challenging. Even in the few places where we've had them do an assessment for Bob, they're just like, wow, it's tough. Because if you look at him physically and what he's able to do physically, you would think he's doing much better than he really is. But like on a cognitive scale, he scores really, really low, very low. So that's a good thing and a bad thing. Now, here's the one thing that's kind of interesting. We thought we wanted to do this kind of in a slow transition. And everyone that we've talked to has said, bad idea. It's going to be painful for you. If you do it that way, and he will never truly come to trust and, you know, really lean on the people at the facility and make friends. If you do that, they've asked us to stay away for at least a week. And we've come up with the narrative, if you want to call it an ethical lie, the narrative that we know he's going to accept. And we've been planting the seeds of that. And there's a very good chance that he will be making that move next week. And how do I feel about that? I feel a little bit of guilt saying this, that I feel some relief. I feel some guilt saying that, you know, and I, that's how I know things have changed because in the past, me just saying that would have made me ball my eyeballs out. Like just me thinking about Bob being anywhere other than with us would just make me cry. But I feel so differently about this place. And that's a good sign. So I feel, honestly, you guys, I feel, I feel hopeful again. I see my husband. I see how hopeful Brett is. He's like, I just, I'm going to be free. It's not just free from Bob. I know you know that. It's free from having to coordinate his mom and dad every single day. It's free from every single day having to spend most of his day working with his mom and his dad. And it's just like, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't do it anymore. I just can't do it. And it's so hard to get any work done. I'm sorry, I'm having shortness of breath. Okay, let me try to adjust. There we go. All right. So I'm just so excited to see my husband looking forward to something. Like, oh, I missed seeing that side of him in just the last couple of days. And he just feels so good about this placement too. And I just highly recommend that if any of you are in that situation, every single person is different. And I think a place for mom is... A remarkable service. It's nonprofit, and you don't get charged anything. They were so thorough. They were so prompt. I got to talk to so many people. They referred me to so many experts. It just was a remarkable experience. Super impressed. Okay, so then there's that. Brett's condition. <laughs> oh, that's right. Last Friday we told you about he had to get acupuncture. I should not be laughing. He got acupuncture in the area just below the testicles. Yes, he did it. And he said it wasn't that bad. But, you know, it wasn't like, oh, wow, I'm better. But it's weird because everyone that he treats with has said that he's just going to wake up one day and this could be gone. So that's kind of exciting. But he's continuing to progress and make progress. And that makes me happy. But it's a lot of appointments, a lot of appointments, which is why I am by myself right now. I had cosmetic surgery. I had a breast reduction and breast lift. And, you know, had the schedule for quite some time. Because, you know, for me, that means I've got to, like, make sure that I don't have any speaking engagements, etc. And we just didn't know when we scheduled it that, you know, all the stuff would still be going on. So I opted to recover at a recovery house 
Southern California. It's pretty close. It's the cutest little concept ever. So right now I'm laying back in this big, giant, comfy recliner chair. There's three bedrooms. Each bedroom has a different, you know, guest staying there. It's staffed 24-7 by female nurses, and they just tend to your every need and monitor your heart rate and your blood pressure, and all those things are amazing. So, by the way, I'm not really interested in hearing from those of you who think it's horrible that I have breast implants or like blah, blah, blah. It's my body. It's my choice, and so don't waste your breath. I do believe that breast implant illness is a real thing, but I don't have any symptoms of it. So I always had relatively like C's always most of my life. And then when I nursed, they, you know, were empty C's and it was kind of the thing you did when I started teaching fitness in Southern California. I just remember, I'm just going to be honest, looking around going like, I'm the only one that has real breasts and they're very droopy and I don't like the way my clothes fit. And you know, I'm going to do this. So I got breast implants. Let's see between Brock and Sierra. So Brock was probably like two years old and, you know, asked the doctor and they said, yeah, you'll be able to nurse afterwards. And I I was able to nurse here without any problems, but I've always felt like they were too big for my frame. And as you're aging and, you know, you tend to carry more body fat. And because I always had larger breasts and they just emptied, do you know what I mean? After nursing, then the implants were, I don't know, they just were a little more droopy than what I wanted, and they're bigger than what I wanted. So I was like, you know what, it's time. Let's just go in and make them smaller. So I'm really swollen right now, so I couldn't tell you if I'm like stoked by the size or if I'm happy about it. But I did my best to really communicate to the doctor, like, this is what I once looked like. You know, I don't want this size anymore. Here's what I want to be, which is like kind of like a size B versus a CD. So far, they seem like they're small. I can't tell because I'm totally bandaged up, which is why I'm kind of labored breathing because I'm wearing this like compression garment that's like squeezing me so hard. And in addition to that, I had my C-section scar revised. It has always bugged me. It is something I just do for me. Like I'm not a crop top wearing kind of girl anyways, but my C-section always had this like, I guess, scar tissue that kind of created like a ledge of body fat like above it, you know what I mean? And it just was always bugged me. Like it was hard and numb and I don't know, I just hated it. Clothing would bother me. And so when they did the breast lift at the same time, they revised my C-section scar. So it's about the same size as it always was, maybe like an inch wider on each side. But here's what's kind of cool. When they do that, you know, (laughs) you're automatically going to be a little bit tighter So I'm kind of excited about that. I'm not sure what that's going to look like, but I just remember when I did get my C-section the first time I said to the doctor, I'm like, when you're doing that C-section, can you sew it up like really, really tight? And he's like, yeah, no, it doesn't work that way. But I don't know. So anyways, those are the two things that I did. And I'm not kidding you. I mean, I had C-section. I've had appendicitis. And I think the appendicitis was, well, let me think. I guess the C-section was worse than the appendicitis. Not until you have abdominal surgery do you realize how much you use your core. So it's so nice to be in this recovery cottage and Brett not having to worry about me. My daughter lives nearby, but she didn't need to worry about me. Okay, fine. It is like the most amazing vacation. I told the woman who owns this little cottage, I'm like, you're going to have to evict me 
because I am living my best life in this recliner. I am watching a Netflix series called Smothered. Holy guacamole. Wow. Woo. You guys, you have to watch this. It's about moms who are obsessed with their daughters, but the daughters are equally obsessed with their moms. And it is some crazy, crazy behaviors. Like these moms and daughters, they shower together. What? They wax each other. What the what? It's weird. It can't be healthy. I mean, obviously there's different degrees of it, but some of them you're just like, okay, so not normal. (sighs) Deep breath. But I am kind of enjoying myself. It feels like a vacation and, you know, there's nothing I could do really at home to help. And I certainly didn't want to make things worse for Brett. And Brett's got like a queasy stomach. So it's great to just have nurses like changing my bandages and stuff and being able to relax and rest and, and chat with you. So that's my story, and I thought I would share that with you because I always tell you guys, tell you everything, just about everything. And I think that's kind of it. But it's funny, I didn't post, well, I always skip Sundays of posting. So I didn't post on Sunday, and then I posted late in the day on Monday to Instagram, and people were just, I love it. You guys were like, what's going on? Are you okay? Where are you? I loved it. I love you guys. It's just so nice. And yeah, that's it. So I think the hardest part about this recovery is that I won't be able to exercise. Obviously, I'm not going to be able to do any boxing or any strenuous workouts for quite a while. Probably at least, I would think, like probably six weeks. You know, because you go through all this, you want it to not to have any scar tissue or anything like that. I've never, ever had any problems with my implants ever. So just to share a little bit more about that, I do have silicone implants, but they're the new kind that's, they're all encapsulated so that you can't have leakage. And how do I feel about them? I think it's up to you. I think there's trends, right? And the trend when I got my implants was everyone had big boobs. And that was a trend. And I just think it's beautiful now when women are their own natural size. I just think it's gorgeous. I think small breasts are beautiful. They look great in clothes, etc. However, here's my thoughts on cosmetic surgery. If you want to do it, do it. If it's scary to you and you don't understand why anyone would do it, well, then don't do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, But if you've got a nice house and you feel like repainting the porch, I don't have a problem with that. It's only your business. You know, I think certain women, and I know this was what it was for me. When I decided to get my breast implants between, you know, way back when, I guess probably 20 years ago. Is that right? Yeah, probably 20 years ago. It got to a point where I couldn't stop thinking about it. And I started getting like, just, I couldn't get dressed or do anything and not feel bad about my droopy, droopy boobs. Like, I was just like, ugh. Like, it it didn't bother Brett. It bothered me. I never did it for somebody else. I did it for me. And I never once have regretted it. I've always felt like it made life so much easier. You know, you don't have to wear much support in your bra a lot of clothes, it made it so much easier to wear like backless clothes or halter back. And you guys know I love a halter. So I just thought it was a great decision. I loved them and I still do. But I just felt like they were too big. You know what I mean? And then you get to a certain stage where you're like, okay, I want to wear this blouse. But when I wear it, I feel like I'm all boobs. And I didn't like that. So I'm small and athletic. And for years, I've wanted to get them smaller. And so now, knock on wood, hopefully they are. (laughs) I say hopefully because, you know, you're asleep while they're putting them in there. But anyways, I'm recovering well. And I just love you guys for 
being supportive and and understanding that to each their own, right? Like to each their own. I'm so annoyed by people saying like, oh, so-and-so's really fighting, stop fighting the aging process. I'm like, girl, I've been doing little tweaks since, you know, for 20 years. This isn't fighting the aging process. This is just, you know, tweaking little things and why not? More power to you. I uh, did get lash extensions before my surgery because, you know, I wear a lash strip every single day, but I did get lash extensions so I wouldn't have to bother with it. And I don't know if I'll keep them. I kind of don't think I will because from everything I've heard, they look really good for like a week and then they start to fall out and then you kind of look janky for a week until, you know, you get your whatever. And I hate I know it doesn't sound like it right now, but I hate maintenance appointments. Like, I wish I could just go to sleep and someone would come over and do my nails, color my hair, you know, do my lash extensions and a facial. And I would just wake up and be like, oh, cool. Didn't waste any time. I feel like I'm going to have a panic attack when I'm sitting in the chair getting my hair done or getting my nails done. I'm always like, I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. But anyway, so that's probably the other reason why I don't know if I would keep my lash extensions. But this particular experience wasn't too bad, I have to say. Well, that's it for now. Very bizarre life for update with all kinds of things. We talked about balls and boobs and Bob. I think that's what I'm going to title it. Yeah, balls and boobs and Bob. (laughs) All right, guys. I love you. I mean it. And I'll talk to you soon.